So Congress is out of town for Thanksgiving. Must be nice, right? Must be nice. So glad you guys took all that time on those impeachment hearings. But wait, oh, you forgot to take care of the wave of crime sweeping the nation from illegals murdering people in sanctuary cities to this, uh, to this chic new prison reform movement that will, in reality, turn violent criminals loose onto the streets. And it's not just relegated to the Democrats. It's not just relegated to blue states. No, Republicans and red states think it's fantastic too. Now it's wreaking havoc on states, not just California, but states like Alabama and Oklahoma. These guys are wrecking our civilization and Republicans in Congress, they are complicit. So happy Thanksgiving, America. I'm thankful for a lot of things, but Congress's abandonment of its duties to protect America and its citizens first is not one of them. Can you name anything Congress has gotten done this year? I mean, what do they do? Well, we had endless investigations into a phony Russia hoax, which they refused to drop. Then they tried to get Trump on hush money payments to porno stars. Then they tried to accuse Kavanaugh of rape with a bunch of shifty accusers. The squad bickered with Trump. But aside from that, what have they done for you? Nothing. Nothing. Unlike Keeps, our sponsor, who actually helps you, the American people, keep your hair. All right. Nobody wants to lose their hair. So how about I help you with that? What you may not know is that the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT. So let's talk about a possible solution. The FDA approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT and prevent hair loss. It's even triggered hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys. But until now, those products were very expensive and required a doctor visit. Not anymore. You guys know Keeps, right? Keeps offers the generic versions of those two FDA-approved hair products, so not only are they up to 90% effective, they're totally affordable, and guess what? I got you half off to get you started. With Keeps, you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch. You answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it is shipped discreetly to your door, so if you're tired of losing your hair, well, take advantage of the free online doctor consult and 50% off your first order. Yes, 50% off by going to keeps.com slash today. That is keeps.com slash today. All right, so aside from the intelligence committee, the intel committee, wasting the last week before they went on Thanksgiving vacation, bickering and squabbling about impeachment, I gotta say, let me correct myself. Congress actually did get one thing done. And what was that? Oh, they passed an across-the-board record-high budget that, funny enough, does absolutely nothing to address the big problems in this country, the border crisis, sanctuary cities, because that would be ridiculous. Why would we do that when we could let, as Republicans, the Democrats ride roughshod over us and not have to put up a fight and just sit there spinelessly? So as a result of their spinelessness, the number of sanctuary cities has doubled since Trump took office, all right? And crime, drugs, gangs, the number of drunk driving deaths, and murder have all been able to flourish because our laws have not been followed. 
The murder of a 56-year-old man now raising questions about why the suspect, Julio Cruz Velasquez, was in the country at all. A repeat offender, he's the third in this Washington State County alone, arrested for murder since April. How many times do we have to put our citizens at risk in order to show the effect of protecting criminals? And that is exactly what they are doing, protecting criminals. Julio Cruz Velasquez, citizen of Mexico, here illegally in the Seattle area, charged with murdering a father, a father who had five children, I might add. Those children are now fatherless, killed by an illegal. Five fatherless kids, which we know excites the Democrats beyond no end. There's nothing the Democrats love more than a fatherless household. Cruz Velasquez had a previous history of rape, domestic abuse, assault, burglary, drunk driving, and robbery. And yet he was repeatedly released into the streets. Why? Why would you release someone like that? Well, you see, what happens is these illegals, they get arrested, and what happens is ICE issues to local law enforcement what's called a detainer. And the detainer means, hey guys, can you please hold this individual for an additional, additional 48 hours after your official release date for him? That allows us the time to come in and take this individual into federal custody and deport their sorry ass. So ICE had issued detainers on Julio Cruz Velasquez twice before. But because Seattle's a sanctuary city, those ICE detainers were ignored. Those ICE detainers were not honored, and Cruz Velasquez was able to make it out into the streets and then kill this father of five. Seattle Field Office Director for ICE Enforcement and Removal Operations, Natalie Asher, said, quote, had those detainers been honored or had ICE been notified on any of the other multiple occasions he was arrested and released from local jails, we would have taken him into custody. Regrettably, politics continues to prevail over public safety. The detainers were ignored and Cruz Velasquez was released to the street. ICE officials across the country are blaming sanctuary laws and rightfully so. Here's the acting director of ICE's Baltimore field office. I'm looking to uh, allow a federal law enforcement agency to be able to do their work just like any other federal law enforcement agency would be allowed to do. But they can't do their work. They can't do their jobs because local police in sanctuary cities can't cooperate. So ICE has actually had to resort to going to the courthouses. They show up at the courthouses. They have no choice. They have to right before these illegals are released on bond because that's the only way to make sure the illegal alien child sex offender doesn't make it back into the community. But now, however, the courts, the justices are trying their very hardest to make sure that ICE is not even able to do that. The Oregon Supreme Court Chief Justice issued an order that flies directly, I should say, in the face of the Constitution, by the way, this order trying to bar ICE from apprehending illegal aliens at courthouses. This is an active effort to harm Americans. How else do you explain it? They do not want Americans safe. They want illegals safe. And if Americans have to die as a result because of these murders, well then I, I, I guess that's just, that's just the result of a new and rich, diverse, multicultural America. We have to adjust our standards of what's right and what's wrong and what's moral and what's immoral. You know, Congress could have stopped this. 
Republicans could have stopped this. Republicans could have taken action, taken action on this issue. But instead, no, Republicans happily signed a bill that funds every liberal initiative under the sun, except for the ones that the American people want, except for the ones that refuse to cut funding for these sanctuary cities that are allowing this kind of havoc. These sanctuary cities that harbor these criminals that refuse to adequately fund ICE. This bill that fails to fund a border wall. And what are Republicans focused on? No, instead, Republicans are focused on and pushing initiatives average Americans really care about, the real important stuff, such as renewal of tax breaks for the thoroughbred horse racing industry and bourbon distillers, aid for retired coal miners in danger of losing pension and healthcare benefits. Oh, and this is a really good one. Appropriations to stem the tide of invasive Asian carp infesting Kentucky waters. And last but not least, bolstering the hemp industry. Oh yeah, that sounds wonderful. That sounds so useful, McConnell. That's what the American people want. That's what the American people had in mind when they voted for Donald Trump. It would almost appear that they don't care about what you want. It would almost appear that making your life harder and putting you in danger is actually more important to them. It would actually appear that increasing crime in America is the goal of those in Congress. Because it's not just, let me tell you, it's not just crime committed by illegals, all right? We're being told, oh, our prisons are being overcrowded. So it's not just the illegals, it's crime being committed by potentially American citizens as well. They just want more crime in general. They say, we need to let more people out. That of course is why we needed the First Step Act. And wasn't that just wonderful? They brag 91% of the inmates freed by the First Step Act were black. Well, I don't care if you're blue. I don't care if you're purple. If you're a violent criminal, you should not be let out of prison early. And the numbers show, and always have shown, that the fewer we put away, the crime rates are higher. The higher the crime rates are. And like I said, it's not just these liberal cities like California. No, now it's spreading to places like Oklahoma and Alabama. Because you know what? You've got these Coke-funded organizations who have guilt-tripped Oklahoma for having the highest incarceration rate of any state. You guys are putting way too many people in prison. You guys have got to tone it back, and you guys have got to let people out. So the state passed State Question 780. That's what it's called. It's a resolution called State Question 780. And what State Question 780 does is it downgrades drug and theft crimes across the board. Does just what California's Prop 47 did. And how did that work out for good old California? Oh, well, it worked out like a charm. Many parts of California have become a wasteland. Complete wasteland, used to be beautiful, but now they've got needles in the streets. Now they've got people sleeping in tents in Oakland. So Oklahoma wants to follow in California's footsteps, apparently, made question 780 retroactive. So that means that it applies to earlier dates And therefore, in one day, 462 felons were released from prison. So how do we think, how do we think that's going to work out for the good old state of Oklahoma? How do we think that's going to work out for them? Well, if their previous law changes are any indication, back in 2017, they changed it so that the felonies that are committed become misdemeanors. And what happened after that? What, were, what was the result after that? Well, already, larceny crimes went up 
by more than 7% between 2017 and 18. And now they're having issues, little bit of issues, with theft from retail stores. Yikes. Better get that one sorted out quick. I can guarantee you that proposition state 780 is not gonna do it. I don't know, maybe the solution to your problem is not letting hundreds of violent criminals out of prison. Just a suggestion. Alabama having similar issues. In Alabama, the crime is on the rise as the prison population goes down. Isn't that funny how that works out? Violent crime in Alabama is up 20% over the last 10 years. They have the seventh highest murder rate in the nation. They are the fifth most violent state in the nation. And here you can literally see, as Alabama's prison population goes down, violent crimes go up. The lines literally cross. It's about as inverse as a relationship as you can get. Alabama Attorney General explains, the activists would have you believe that our prisons are full of peaceful pot smokers. They don't wanna do anything wrong. They just wanna smoke their doobie and harm nobody. It's filled with those types of people and inadvertent thieves. But of course, that's false. Alabama's prisons are full of violent offenders, 4,200 murderers, 2,500 violent robbers, 1,000 rapists, over 1,200 would-be murderers. So they're not in there. They're not in there for low-level possession. They're not in there for smoking a joint on the porch. Now, about 20% have committed low-level felonies. And what happens to those people? Well, they get released quickly. So no, there is a violent crime problem. And, you know, they're going to have more similar efforts and they're going to have more violent crime problems if they continue to implement this type of this type of first step style jailbreak. And if more stuff like that comes to Alabama, like it did in Oklahoma, Alabama can kiss peace goodbye. This has become a matter of public safety. This is not a matter of justice. This is not a matter of fairness. This is not making the American people safer. Oh, but it's, it's just low-level offenders being released under first step. Really? Here's a man released under the sweeping criminal justice reform. This is a man named Joel Francisco. He was released from federal prison. This month, just this month, he allegedly stabbed someone to death just months after gaining his freedom. Funny. He was reportedly a member of the Latin Kings, a violent gang. He was arrested for attempted murder. He put a gun to someone's head in 1997, pled no contest. So they got him on the three strikes law. And even though he held a gun to somebody's head in 1997, he was only hit with drug charges. So yeah, on paper, it looks nonviolent. But is he a nonviolent offender? Don't think so. Between illegals being able to commit crimes with impunity, and local law enforcement being asked to shun ICE, between all of that and this jailbreak movement, we will have a real violent crime problem in this country. And the American people deserve better. I believe in small government. And one of the small things that government should do, one of the government's sole duties should be to keep the people safe and to protect the American people's lives from dangerous lawlessness. And so I know that caring about the victim is very unfashionable these days. It's very unpopular today. But these are the real victims in America. The real victims are not the fake oppression Olympics victims. 
No, the real victims are the ones who were raped. The real victims are the ones who were murdered. The real victims here in America are the ones who were robbed because our government refuses to take criminal justice seriously. All right, that completes our first segment. Want to tell you about Quip's toothbrushes. So you know how you keep seeing these ads? Oh, you need an electric toothbrush. How much is it gonna cost me? It's just a mere 120 bucks. Yeah, no way I'm gonna pay 120 bucks for a frickin' toothbrush. Well, now you don't have to shell out a fortune for your toothbrush because Quips offers electric toothbrushes starting at just 25 bucks. Good dental habits are vital. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. And Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. They've got sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses so you can have a full and even clean. And the Quip Floss Dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough when you're flossing. Because you know, you know how you never know how to use and when to stop and how much to wrap around your finger? Well, Quip's has a marked line that shows you just how much to use. Quip also delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills right to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over three million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at 25 bucks. If you go to getquip.com slash WH, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill for free at getquip.com slash WH. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash WH. Quip, the good habits company. All right, so you know how we, we, we give Brian Stelter a, a bit of a hard time around here because quite frankly, it's warranted. But I gotta give him some credit. I don't know anyone who has the stamina to keep making a complete fool of himself day after day after day with absolutely zero sense of self-awareness quite like Brian Stelter can. I mean, this guy made a complete ass out of himself again this weekend, this time deciding to bring on Steve Hassan, a cult expert. Yes, that's apparently a thing. A cult expert to explain to all of us measly plebs that Trump supporters are nothing but drooling cultists. So I define a destructive cult as an authoritarian pyramid structured group with someone at the top who claims to have total power and total wisdom that uses deception and, and control of behavior, information, thoughts and emotions to make people loyal and dependent and obedient followers. So for me, the, the issue of between a, an ethical, healthy cult where you're free to think and free to leave versus a destructive cult, I'm referring to uh, the, uh, Trump's organization and, and mm. followership as a destructive cult. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. I mean, where do we even begin? Um, a destructive cult versus a healthy cult. I mean, I guess it's interesting to hear that there's such a thing as an ethical, healthy cult. I mean, that's pretty cool. What is a ethical, healthy cult? Is it the NPC cult? Is that what you would call an ethical, healthy cult? I also think it's pretty convenient that this guy gets to make up his own definition of a cult. After all, this so-called cult expert knows because he was in a cult. He spent over two years believing this now dead guy, Reverend Moon, Reverend Moon. The estimable Reverend Moon. He spent years believing that this guy was the fulfillment of the second coming of Christ. 
And look, I'm glad that Hassan got out of it. I really am. But he wrote in The Guardian about his experience inside the cult known as the Unification Church. And he said, quote, I worked 21 hours a day, seven days a week in prayer for between one and three hours. Then I would spend the rest of the day doing PR or lectures for the group recruiting and fundraising. Everyone on my team was told they had to raise a minimum of 100 bucks a day. Otherwise, they wouldn't be allowed to sleep. And as a good leader, if they couldn't sleep, then I couldn't sleep either. Oh, isn't that just, isn't that just beautiful? How can you possibly compare something like that to supporting the president, to supporting Donald Trump? You can't. It's completely disingenuous. Cult leaders, what they do is they cut off access. They cut off access and they control their followers' ability to access information and outsiders. Is Trump doing that? No, Trump isn't because Trump can't do that. What do cult leaders also do? Well, they also typically claim to have some sort of unique connection to God and that you can only receive, and it's usually some brand new unbiblical revelation from God, and you can only receive it directly from them. I don't remember seeing that Trump tweet anywhere that you can only receive an ability to access God through Trump. So we already have more than enough to just throw this idea straight into the garbage. But the embarrassment to come is just too fun not to watch. And spoiler alert, apparently Trump has the power of mind control. You say the president is using mind control, but how how, is that provable? So we can start with the pathological lying, which is characteristic of destructive cult leaders, saying things in a very confident way that have nothing to do with facts or truthfulness. Oh, is that true? They have nothing to do with facts and truthfulness? I mean, is that the game you want to play? Pathological lying, saying things in a very competent way that have nothing to do with facts or truthfulness. We will keep this promise to the American people. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Oh, so funny because so many people lost their doctor. So many people lost their health care plan. Some might call that. I don't know. Uh, a confident way of saying things that have nothing to do with facts or truthfulness. I mean, if this is really the criteria we want to set for a cult, I don't know, maybe we should take a closer look at your pal Barack Hussein Obama. Remember this cover from Newsweek, the second coming America expects, can he deliver? Well, the answer to that question was a big fat, no, he can't, but that's for another day, another time. But maybe that piece, maybe that news we cover was just a little too subtle. What about this? What about this painting that was intended to be unveiled in New York City's Union Square on Obama's 100th day in office? Is this one cultish enough for you? He's the savior. Obama's the savior. He's the Messiah. Obama is Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, after Obama, the left has absolutely no grounds to talk about Republicans, the other side being a cult. And on that, another actual sign of a cult, another real sign of a cult, not this phony expert sign of being a cult, is not being free to leave. You know, you see these people, 
African-Americans and Latinos deciding, oh, I guess the Democrat Party doesn't actually represent my interests. Maybe I'll vote for Trump. Maybe I'll become a conservative. And let me tell you, as a black conservative, I get plenty of flack, racist flack, in fact, for daring to think for myself and not speak and vote how I'm told to by the Democrat overlords. So I really don't need the left to tell me which side here is more of a cult, because I think we all actually know the answer to that question. But luckily for the left, Stelter and Hassan actually provide some good information on how they themselves can get some much needed help. If you say this is a cult, what's the first step of deprogramming? The first step with anyone who's a true believer is contact with people uh, that are outside the bubble. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So I don't know. How about you give it a try? Here's a map of all the counties that Trump won in 2016. So, Mr. Brian Stelter. So, Mr. Steve Hassan. How about you follow your own advice? Get your dumpy asses out of your New York, D.C. bubbles and go visit pretty much anywhere else in the, in, in the country. Because you never know, you might just learn something and you might finally understand why Trump won and why Trump will win again in 2020. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.